This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi, gang. Welcome to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings on this Wednesday from Studio B on Airline Drive. We're in the middle of the campus of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. Actually, I haven't been in here in a while. That's why Daniel Salerson's here too today to reacquaint me with our home base. Nothing's changed. We've been at the Smoothie King Center. We've done this from Portland and uh, Dallas and uh, all points in between. Airplanes, hotels, Airplanes, hotels. It's just good to be back in the friendly confines here. Nice. It's also good to be talking about a Pelicans win on this Wednesday. That helps. So how about this? The Saints beat up the Rams from Los Angeles on Sunday. Last night you beat up the Lakers of Los Angeles at the Smoothie King Center. I'd say great week for New Orleans. Yeah, bad week for L.A. No doubt. (laughs) More to come on that. Yes. Um, the final last night, the Smoothie King Center, 105-88. The Pelicans are five straight wins now at home, 7-12 and 12 overall, and they'll see another Los Angeles team on Friday. Uh, that'll be the Clippers. That would be the trifecta. That would be cool. Yes. You're, you're in the catbird seat a little bit. You know, you're driving pretty good. Uh, you take care of business on Friday against a very good Los Angeles team that lost last night. Um, and you have the tri- you have the L.A. trifecta for the week. That'd be pretty cool. Yes, it would be. It would be pretty outstanding. David Wesley will be here. It's a Wesley Wednesday, and we're going to talk about last night's game and uh, others, uh, other matters with regards to the New Orleans Pelicans. It's kind of an extended visit with David uh, today because, well, frankly, there's a lot to talk about, and that's a good thing. And we'll also uh, dip our toes back into the all-50th waters on the Saints' side I hope you enjoy my visit with Hobie Brunner today as much as I had uh, in the time I, I visited with him. Uh, a tight end for 13 years with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, one of the staples of the 1980s black and gold. He'll be here this weekend as the Saints honor their all-50th team. And we'll catch up with him, uh, talk about the good old days and current times as well in the NFL with Hobie Brunner today. So two great guests. I don't want to take too much time. Uh, setting up those two guys. We'll just enjoy their visits as they are. Um, but back to last night, Daniel, uh, you were digging through some stats this morning. There's so many with AD. I know, I know. And let me just read the line from Davis again, and this will come up during our Wesley, Wesley Wednesday visit. But Davis, by the way, first of all, at home, he's averaging over 40 points a game in his last four. Um, it's over 36-something, 36-point-something overall at home, and that's over 10 games, I guess. But last night, Davis goes 41 points, 16 rebounds, hit four steals, two block shots. That's just the, the, the top layer of his line from the box score. And it's another freaky, historic note based on that alone. Yeah. So he's had three of those type of games in his first 18 games of the season. Only three others have done that in NBA history. Elvin Hayes. Pretty good guy. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Even better player. Bob McAdoo. Also Hall of Fame. Also, there's been no one else that's put up those numbers at all this season. So AD's already done it three times. And then since 2015-16 start, it's only happened five times, four of those being Anthony Davis. The other one, DeMarcus Cousins. I don't want to get preachy here or on a soapbox, and I certainly don't want anybody to think that I'm calling people out or anything like that. But look, they listed the attendance at 14,024 last night. There was not 14,000 there. Um and look, I understand the Pelicans are 7-12 and, and they started 0-8. I understand that as well. 
But man, if you're not pulling the trigger on coming to see Anthony Davis play right now, you're missing out. You're missing out. Once in a lifetime player. Yes. And he's here. Right. Um, so I guess I'm not calling people out. I'm just, I'm sending out this message to say, don't blow this opportunity. Right. You know, look, it's interesting, Daniel, when I got into the NBA was you know, part-time in 03, full-time in 05. Um, I was enjoying every minute of it, but at the same time I was wondering, man, what it would have been like if I was doing what I'm doing right now, like when Jordan was playing yeah. and Jordan was playing at the time. It was just the wizards days. Okay. Um, but I'm talking about his prime uh, and, and I thought about others too, you know, magic or you know, the, that, that, that group of players that I watched growing up basically, um, and now here I was in the NBA thinking, gosh, I wonder what that would have been like to mm-hmm. see that kind of a team or that kind of a player roll in here. Well, at Chris Paul was a step in that direction, and that was special in this city. Um, but now this Anthony Davis thing, uh, we're actually sitting and witnessing that kind of yeah. play. Now, look, it hasn't translated yet into postseason success, and, and, and hopefully that's to come. But on an individual, game-by-game basis, this is freaky good stuff. He's only getting better, I mean, which he's going to be at 23, but it's scary the numbers that he's putting up already as far as almost 32 points per game. 40 and 15 seem like a norm for him now, just the way he's been playing. The rebounds, the steal, the effort is there. And for me growing up, it was kind of like, all right, when LeBron came to town, God, he had to at least go see LeBron once. Or when Kobe came to town, he had to see Kobe. Right. This is the guy now around the NBA that now visiting when Anthony Davis and the Pelicans come to town, People are coming to go see Anthony yeah, Davis. And, and yet you have him right here. Yep. He's yours. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I didn't, I didn't want to get preachy or so boxy, but there was one other stat from last night. I mentioned that the, Clip, or the Clippers lost in double overtime last night uh, to Brooklyn, who's just been horrid. Right. Um, and then the Pelicans obviously had a lower winning percentage than the Lakers, and the Pelicans won last night. So that that was only the start of it. Actually, it was upset City in the NBA last night. So the Bucks beat the Cavs. And then the Sp- Magic beat the Spurs. So I read something. If you would have put a bet down on the Bucks winning, the Magic winning, and the Nets winning, if you put, I think, $50 down, you would have won $20,500. And this is the first time since, I think, 1968, second time in NBA history that um, at least six teams um, won that had the lower winning percentage. And that was all the games. So at least six games. Every team that was the... Worst team going into or the underdogs won last night. But this is why I don't gamble. Right. Because I know you said you could win that much. Right. But I would have bet everything else somewhat differently. Uh, the way the Spurs lost. are playing. Yeah. The Spurs have lost all their games at home, which is a little weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> but to think that the Bucks killed the Cavs and then the Nets beat the Clippers in double overtime. Double overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. By the way, the Clippers will play on Thursday, I think against the Cavs, yep. before coming to New Orleans. On Friday night, so that you have a, a slight tick uh, to you uh, to an advantage on Friday. We'll let's, take it. Yeah, we'll take it. All right, uh, two great guests. So let's not ramble on any further. We'll take our break. Uh, don't. Uh, well, you know what? I'll talk about the Saints. The rest of the Saints stuff uh, in our final segment. Let's go ahead and take a break. Hobie Brenner, all fiftieth, uh, coming up first, and then a Wesley Wednesday for you to talk more about this NBA stuff. All good right now. Stay with us. Ochsner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. 
Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Ah, the family tradition of driving around the neighborhood looking at holiday lights. Oh, there's Mr. Miller's house, but the curtains are open. Mr. Miller is vacuuming in his underpants. <laughs> and now your kids have a lot of questions. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans when Chris Paul and the L.A. Clippers return to New Orleans Friday, December 2nd. Pelicans Fest begins pregame at 5.30. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Gravity is only a suggestion. Physics is just a theory. Impossible is merely an opinion. Monster Jam, celebrating 25 years of adrenaline-charged family entertainment. Monster Jam, presented by Metro PCS and your Southern Quality 4 dealers and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of New Orleans. Tickets start at $15. Prices subject to market demand. Additional fees apply. Coming to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome January 28th. Get tickets at MonsterJam.com. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Our day is always better when we get to visit one of the 50 greatest Saints of all time. Today, this Wednesday, is graced by number 85, Hobie Brenner. And if you were a Saints fan either in the 80s or early 90s, you know who I'm talking to today. Hobie Brenner, of course, played, what, 13 seasons with the uh, New Orleans Saints, was a pro bowler and amassed over 3,800 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 267 catches. Those are big numbers, Hobie Brenner. Uh, they're not, they're not, not that big in today's game anymore. But uh, no, I'm 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 proud of my years with the Saints and and had a, had a great time. What's the bigger number? Thirteen years or three thousand eight hundred forty nine yards? I think the thirteen years. I think I mean actually, you know, with with the new how the how the NFL has evolved. You know, my last year, '93, was the first year of free agency, and so um, you know, and, and you naturally, you know, that year you had myself at 13 years, uh, Jim Wilkes at 13 years, Ricky Jackson at 13 years. You know, I played 12 years with Stan, played 12 years with Morty, and then uh, and Frank Warren was 13 years. You just you won't see that anymore. You know, you just you just won't see. Those, those 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 groups of the you know like the the 1981 draft uh, uh, you know we got six guys are on this list and um, you know uh, you know four of them we all played together for 13 years so I mean that kind of uh, uh, deal it just won't happen anymore you'll you'll you know guys after you know they they get in those mid years you know season four to six you know they're going to be uh, changing teams unfortunately 
I, you know, I talk to today's players, and they say they're having fun playing professional football, and that's always nice to hear. But when you play for a team as long as you did, Hobie, and play with guys, as you just mentioned, as long as you did, to me that would be more fun, I think. Oh, I, I think it uh, – yeah, I mean, I mean, you just – you know, I always relate. Bum was a very uh, was a very interesting coach, but one of his – you know, he was a very uh, uh, at his age when he when he started in '81, and and with our class that year was such a big class of rookies that uh, he was very into his talks and into you know uh, uh, into the kind of the military. You know, if you're in a foxhole, you want your buddy to cover your buddy's back. And and actually, when you work with guys in in that in professional football for that length of time, there is no question you got some some some. Uh, lifelong bonds with those people that that I still got you know it's amazing when you know you don't see them but once every few years and and but they all come flooding back once you get together and it it was it it was a good time I was a teenager during the years that you played, and I'm not trying to say that in a way that would <laughs> make me <laughs> sound young and you're a little bit more senior than me, but I remember the eighties as a teenager. Uh, and I'm not looking for a tell-all here, but Hobie, what was it like being an NFL player in New Orleans during the 1980s? Well, it was, it was great. You know, we went. You know, we we you all came in after after the 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 the, the one in fifteen year of 1980, and and so you know the the, the 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 there was no winning team at that time. We got awfully close with with Bum in '83, where we. You know, lost to the Rams the last game of the season to to go eight and eight, and actually, I think we lost by it was twenty six twenty three or something. I think um, uh, you know, there was there was two interceptions for returns and and a, uh, a punt return for returns. They only scored like three points on offense, but um, anyway, uh, and we just couldn't get over the hump. And then Jim Mora came in, you know, in in eighty six and. Um, and and we got to the playoffs four times. Uh, wish we could have got further, but um, but it it was a great time. Where do we find you these days, Holby? I I I I was always living in in Southern California. I, you know, I grew up in in, in Orange County, then went to SC, and then I've had a a family business. Actually, went toward my later years in, in, in with the Saints I, I I had a business that um here that my brother was involved with that then I started to get involved with and I've been doing that since ninety four so it's it's been good. when you talk about the business that you're in and I know I'm bothering you at work today, did that give you a little more peace at the end of your football career knowing that you had something lined up, ready to go post football? Oh no question. I mean if 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 you know the current guys if I could give them a, it, it's it, it's so much nicer and easier. And actually, I got out on my own. You know, I decided that 13 years was enough. It wasn't, you know, typically in football, especially in my in that in that 80s and, and 70s generation. You know, basically, almost most guys did. You know, they were either cut or they were or, or, or they were forced to, to, to retire you know most guys didn't do it on their own and so um, now today's a little different with the dollars and, and the and the careers and such but um, you know I was able to, to, to get out at, at, at that time and, and it, it was the right time I would just uh, you know football was not as enjoyable 
as as it was in the in the first twelve years, mm-hmm. and, and I just knew that was the time to time to get out and get into something else, and so uh, and having something else to jump into is huge. You know, it's just is it's, it's it's very people don't understand. You know, you you, you do thirteen years. Of, you know, I was thirty four, I think, when I I, I retired. You know, thirty four. <laughs> my resume had twenty six years of football between Pop Warner and the Saints. And and nothing else basically. So I mean, it, it, it's hard for guys to you know to, to to make that transition if they don't have something to go into. And so um, it was a real simple and easy one for myself because I did have that. Holby Brenner's with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Holby, one of my favorite questions that I'm asking uh, members of the All Fiftieth Team uh, is about the the moment that they received the news that they'd been named to this to this list. Um, what were your emotions? What was your reaction when when you learned that you were going to be a member of this uh, this elite club? Yeah, well, it was just you know it's it's funny because of the fact that you're so removed from from football now. You know, I, I obviously I watch it, and, and because I'm in in Southern California, I don't get as much of the you know the daily Saints info as as I do. And actually, both my kids moved out this year to to college and so they were kind of my resource for for saints information because they're they're the ones that follow it on the, uh, on, on their phones and such but um you know just to get a, a get a uh, uh get the news of that kind of out of the blue was 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 just a super super nice deal they're going to honor the uh the 50th team this weekend at the mercedes-benz superdome hobie are you gonna be able to make it in for that oh yes definitely coming coming in Thursday evening, so and actually, I'm going to probably help the economy of New Orleans because there's there's a lot of uh, friends and family that want it. You know, it's a, it's amazing when you haven't been to New Orleans in a while, and, and I got a bunch of people who are coming in also to enjoy the weekend. So, are you going to have to play host, or are you going to let people take you around a little bit? <laughs> I think a little of both. <laughs> Hopefully not. Well, I, hopefully not too much because I want to. Obviously, with a lot of the guys I haven't seen for years, I, I want to have some time with them. But um, it will be a little bit of a hosting. <laughs> what trip. what place or what thing will you want to do most this weekend? And I don't know when the last time you were here was, so that may also have something to do with it. Well, I was I, yeah, I was at the uh, just a couple years ago. But uh, I I mean, it's always to me. I I tell people. There's not not a place in the world that's not the, the best best weekend you could have is is come to New Orleans during the fall and 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 and, and view view a LSU Tulane or 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 a Saints game and you know see a sporting event there and enjoy the city and 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 so to me it's it's just that enjoyment see and the and, and the first thing that always comes to mind is food. So. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, always are, are, you know, you cannot transport the, 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 the essence of, of New Orleans food other places. I mean, it, it is, I we had a, a quick story. I had a, had a, had a, uh, you know, supposedly a Cajun, uh, New Orleans restaurant open up in Saint-Gamay where I live. Oh yeah, it's great. Go down there. I, they had barbecue shrimp. I said, now this is, authentic barbecue shrimp right this is coming in a bowl and with the sauce and oh yeah 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 well it was 
shrimp on a barbecue that they put bar, you know, squeezed barbecue sauce on top of. I was going to, you know, this is about about 180 degrees different than what it should be, but. Uh, but anyway, it's it's got to be the food. I, I don't know if I would have laughed, cried, or walked out. It, it, oh, it was yeah. a combination of the three. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I was so depressed when it showed up. I just I couldn't believe it. You're nostalgic about the city. What about your playing career? And by that, do you really reminisce about a certain game or time, or is there a piece of memorabilia that you've had with you all this time from your days uh, in the NFL? Uh, it's it's mainly the, the the friendship with those guys, you know. And like like you said earlier, you know, when you played, you know, thirteen years with 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 uh, um, with Ricky and Jim, and then we've we've lost Frank and Hokey, uh, that group, um, and then you played twelve years with Stan and 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 and, and Morty. You know, it's it's those it's those uh, uh, to me. It's those that's the the thing that you always. To me, that's always this: is the football. You're in with that group, and you got those guys, and and you know you can never go back to that time period. But when you see those guys, you know everything kind of comes back, and you know you're laughing, joking, and uh, and 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 all that, and that's what's so special to me. Colby, you mentioned how different the money is today, and the exposure, and everything else. And, and you know, one of the hot topics this season in the NFL, of course, is the ratings decline uh, for television. Uh, do you have a particular handle on on why that is, or as good as the game is right now, maybe what needs to be fixed at this point? Yeah, I, I you know, I think the the television was probably a, a, a little bit of combination. A lot of the games early on were that I seen out here on on the national TV wasn't as good, and typically the last few weeks have been great, you know, and. Um, you know, so I think it was just a little bit of a and with the, the election and everything going on with that, I, I think had a had an effect. I think underlining the the, the, the football is, is is the health issues, you know, and and trying to get a a, a better grasp on on the um, the concussion issues and 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 that. And I think obviously they've done done a lot of uh, good in the fact that uh, how they how they um, respond to them and how, how they're um, protecting the players. And, and uh, you know, I think that's, um, but I think, you know, if they could eventually uh, get to a, get to a point where the, you know, that, that gets um, hopefully solved at some point, I don't know how you would, but uh, you know, that's kind of the under, you know, when I know I, my kids went through high school out here in the last seven years and, and, and the, 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 um, the kids playing are down. It's just, you know, you just see it across the board. And so, I mean, that to me is not good for the sport uh, 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 in the long, you know, the long run is, is you know, you got to, um, you know, the, 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 the health of that sport was always, the, you know, the, the underlying people that were playing it. And uh, if that's dropping, uh, that's not a good that's a good sign. But uh, hopefully they're able to come up with something. Mm, interesting. Very good take there. Uh, Hobie, let me let me wrap up with this. There was a there was a great picture this past weekend of Billy Kilmer with Drew Brees, the the first ever Saints quarterback and the current Saints quarterback, uh, who will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, if 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 when the weekend ends, uh, you've had a picture with someone, whether it be uh, a former teammate, another member of the All Fiftieth Team, or a current Saint, is there one guy that you really would like to have a picture with before this weekend comes to a close coming up? 
Uh, probably not water. I probably just the, the, I like to have a group of the of the the, the eighty one guys. You know, <laughs> that would be fun to have mm-hmm. have those and then and and that. But probably just uh, the guys. You know, I was look at the list. You know, um, over our years, I'm talking about the '81 to '93. So that's Ricky, myself, and 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 um, uh, Jim Wilkes. That uh, we actually played with 26 of the 50 players. Mm. So uh, over half of the players we touched. Sometime, you know, some of the older ones. Sterling and those guys we caught early in our careers, you know, in 81, 82, uh, Tommy Myers, those, those group. And then we caught some of the later ones with Willie Rofe and those guys in, in, in the late, uh, early nineties. But, um, I mean, it's kind of, kind of neat that the, to me that, that our group was the, the lion's share of that, uh, of that 50 year team, uh, 50 year people is, is out of our, our, uh, 13 years with the Saints. Holby, thank you for an enjoyable visit. Boy, this was a treat today, and I wish you nothing but safe travels from California, and I hope the weekend is everything you want it to be because I think it's going to well, be Well, thank special. you very much. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. There he is, Holby Brunner, number 85. He'll be here this weekend as a member of the All-50 of the Saints team. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new Coffee High Protein Smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New Coffee High Protein Smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the family chow chow seems very interested in you. But you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans when Chris Paul and the LA Clippers return to New Orleans Friday, December 2nd. Pelicans Fest begins pregame at 5.30. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It is a Wesley Wednesday, as I mentioned, and so David Wesley joins us today, not from a hotel lobby somewhere in America today, but rather on this Wednesday from an undisclosed, secret, and a somewhat mobile location. Hello, Mr. Wesley. Hello, Mr. Kelly. I am mobile, and and hopefully we can keep this signal clear and all the way through the Wesley Wednesday. Yes, technology uh, hopefully will come through for us here. And it's always best to visit with you on a Wesley Wednesday following a Pelicans win, which we did see last night. That was refreshing after what we witnessed over the weekend, my friend. Yeah, I thought they played much more like they had over the four-game win streak uh, that the tempo was better, the energy was better, which 
you know, allows them to play the way they have to play uh, on both ends of the floor. Defense started it off, and they really got right into it from jump. They didn't wait to warm up. You know, good first quarter, you know, the first three quarters, and um, impressive the way everybody kind of played their part. The cynic in me, David, wants to say that you were uh, dominant last night because Los Angeles was without D'Angelo Russell and then subsequently Nick Young. But the other part of me thinks that if you play that way, you can beat most any team, whether it be the Lakers or someone else. Well, one, I look at Lakers, I look at those kind of games where people are out, not that anybody that follows the Pelicans even feels sorry for them, but you have to win those. Just like the Dallas game without Dirk Nowitzki, you have to win those. 2-12 or 2-13 or whatever they were, you have to win those. So say what you want about who's there, who's not there. They went out there. They took care of business. They never gave the Lakers even a thought. Even when they got up 27-28 and the Lakers ran off nine to, you know, just under 20, okay, done with that. Let's go out here and score a couple of baskets and let them know no. Um, I thought it was impressive. Answered the bell when they had to, and it's a good bounce-back game, another win at home. Um, uh, you know, I think it gets us 500, doesn't it? Well, at home it does, yeah. Games at home? Yeah, and you're, yeah and you're, 500 what? at home. So, you know, and, and you have to win at home. You have to take care of home court and then go out and find a way to win on the road. So, excellent job all the way around. The timing on Drew Holiday joining the starting lineup, perfect in your eyes? Um, was it later than you thought it would be? What was your What was your take on that news? I, I thought it was a I thought it was a little bit later, but then last night I was thinking, um, six games played preseason and start your seventh game. You know, I, I think I think we were all a little bit antsy. The loss in, in poorly are thinking, all right, it's time to get him back in there. And I thought he would start in Dallas. Two losses, all right, let's put enough of that. Uh, six games, he's, you know, he still basically would be entering his first game in thing anyway. So this is about the right time. I, I thought it was a good call. Um, I like the way um, they played together. I even was, was thinking, well, I thought, I thought Drew and and Moore would start, but then I thought, but you kind of want Moore to come off and give you some scoring punch as opposed to subbing Drew out when Tim Frazier comes in. So, you know, I, I, I even like the way the, the substitutions went. Uh, it makes sense to me, and yeah, good call, and it's time for him to be in that lineup. There's, there's no denying that Holiday changes the whole look of the team, and that's now proven out whether he's starting or coming off the bench. I, I, David, I didn't think that one player, um, you know, not named LeBron James could do that for a team. Uh, but it, the evidence is there, and Drew Holiday has had that kind of an impact. It, can, you, can you answer as to, to why or what I'm, what I'm failing to notice? No, you know, it, it surprised me a little bit that it was so vast. You know, I know he's one player. I know he does. You know, a lot of things stat-wise, I know he does a lot of intangible things that you don't see in stats, uh, but I, I didn't think it was going to have this kind of effect. And then, of course, when he came back, I, I, I get the inspiration. 
I, I, I get his talent level is is great, but wasn't quite sure that he would have this kind of impact. But um, you can see when he's out on the floor, he, he I think even the way he chases over, around, and through screens has helped Tim Frazier a little bit. I think Tim is finally seeing, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you continue to work. I thought he got around screens last night better than I've seen him uh, this year. So um, he does have that effect, uh, great court awareness. I mean, he threw a uh, cross-court skip left-handed pass to Moore on the wing. I I mean, it was a thing of beauty. It was, you know, like uh, like Steph Curry does. Um, And so he, he... he does so much for this team, and, and it's certainly much more fun now watching this team play than it was, obviously, the first eight games. There's no doubt about that. David, you know, the other thing that struck me about Holiday is ever since the trade, okay, where the pick for Nerlens Noel was sent to Philly and Drew Holiday comes to New Orleans, he's never been this healthy, ever. And so everything that I knew about Drew Holiday, uh, there's nothing to compare it to because he's never been as healthy as he is. This is the fun Drew Holiday. Is this the holiday they expected coming from Philly all along? Absolutely. You know, his year in, his year in start one year, and he's never been healthy enough to even get close to that. Um, he finished the, the end of the year last year body-wise healthy. Then he gets hit, hit in the face and, and breaks, breaks an orbital bone. So he, then he ends up sitting out on a freak accident. But – I asked him, uh, it was either in Dallas or Portland. You know, I walked up to him. I said, how do you feel? Um, you, you achy, you tired. He said, those guys are great. And he's playing like it. You know, he's playing healthy. Good. Um, you know, hopefully he won't get those nagging injuries, but you know they're coming. Uh, and hope it's something that he can just play through and, uh, you know, something that kind of works itself out. Uh, it's tremendous the way he's playing. You know, there, there's no doubt that, you know, he could possibly, he's back in enough time to possibly chase down an all-star bid. If not, you know, vote in. Who knows? Yeah. I, that, I don't think that's out of the out of the equation. Uh, a couple more things to cover with David Wesley here on a Wesley Wednesday. David, I want to do two things. One, I'm going to ask you about the weekend coming up, and I'll save that for last. But first here, I want to kind of go rapid fire on some of the supporting cast members uh, for the Pelicans and just offer me a thought or two on what you're seeing most recently from a couple of these guys. Uh, good, bad, or just an observation? Is that, is that okay? Uh, yes. All right. Um, uh, Omer Ashik. Oh, good. I'm glad you said him first. I think he's playing exceptional. I think he is what he is called to do he is getting it done. And, you know, some the, – the average basketball fan wouldn't value the things that he is able to do. The amount of rebounds that he had and the amount of time that he played, um, the way this year his body looks, the way he's running the floor, his physicality, his positional rim protection, I, I, you can't ask much more of a guy um, to – it, you know, with his ability to do, he, he's doing, he's catching the ball better. He's finishing. Um, the, the only thing last night that I would have loved to see him finish is when he was running full speed down the middle of the court 
and didn't have the brakes to stop and lay that last ball up uh, softly. Outstanding effort by, by Isaac. I'm tremendously uh, excited about the way he's playing. All right. Um, Anthony Brown. I think he needs to be a little more daring. Uh, show um, uh, show what he can do. Um, the Lakers PR, is that Calder? Yes, Calder Hines. I talked to Calder Hines last night, and he said pretty much the same thing. What does he do? And he's only been here for four or five games, and you haven't really seen him go out and show what he can do. I've heard he can shoot it. He hasn't really given himself a chance. He's been in some blowout situations where, hey, go out there and let it go. And I know fit in. I know he's trying to play the right way. But at some point in, in his young career, he's got to go out there and say, all right, my jumper is what I do. Let me get a few to go. Um, I think he's playing a little safe. Okay. All right. Season high, 21 minutes, 47 seconds for him last night. Seven points on three of five shooting six rebounds. His best effort yet. Yep. Uh, Terrence Jones. Uh, outstanding. Um, I heard a stat last night that uh, he scores less than 10. Um, the Pelicans are 2-9 and nine or something like that. When he scores more than 10, you can see his activity. You can see his confidence. Um, I think he's coming along great. Yeah, six points, eight rebounds last night, and that stat is correct. Uh, with him going less than ten points last night, it is now two and nine. My man David Wesley is on it today. Um, okay, let me ask you about this weekend. David, you'll have a home game against the Clippers on Friday, a road game on Sunday against Oklahoma City, and then Monday, albeit without Mike Conley, a home game against Memphis. I know the Pelicans have already played the Warriors twice and have played at San Antonio, but when I looked at the first two months of the season, this is the three-game stretch that made me shudder a little bit. This one here uh, really uh, is going to be difficult for a Pelicans team that's, I think at the moment, gaining some momentum. It, will it hit a wall this weekend, or how do you see these next three? Well, again, if they play like they did last night, I, I think they can play with just about anybody. Um, you got a, a, a confident Clipper team when they started the road trip talking about five and one because they play Cleveland on Thursday um, and they may end up going one and five just the Pelicans um, which I'm thinking that you know as much as you ever in the Clipper bandwagon they do this every year where they lose a stretch of games just don't make sense um, and therefore when you look in the playoffs it's no it, it, it makes sense why they've struggled to get, you know, into the Western Conference Finals. Um, so I, I think that's a winnable game. They, they're, not, they're not playing on all cylinders right now. And I know they lost to to, um, to Brooklyn last night without um, Griffin playing. But, oh, well, it's a winnable game. Um Sunday against Oklahoma City, again, I like the fact that Drew is back. Drew can match up with that high-energy crazy man who is playing outstanding. Um, he's either averaging close to a triple-double or thereabouts. Um, I think he's amazing, but 
you need somebody to slow him down, make him take a lot of tough shots that you don't have to help as much. And I think Drew can, can do some of that. But, again, play like he did last night shouldn't be a problem. Um, and, then, and then you um, – who's Monday? Memphis. Memphis. Uh, another team that's finding ways to win, but like you said, without Connolly, they're a different team. Um, and another win. Um, if the Pelicans went two and one over the weekend, that would be a good week, good three right here. Um, that would put them three and one uh, over the last four. And if they can, if they can break it up into segments like that and win you know, stretches like that where they're going three and one, four and two, that kind of thing, they will slowly catch the pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, bonus round question real quick. Uh, you know, again, I'm looking at box score from last night, 41 and 16, 12 of 14 at the free throw line, 27 shots, four steals, two block shots, three assists. I know you're, uh, I know, you know, I'm talking about Anthony Davis. Do you have words to describe what you're seeing right now from Anthony Davis? When, when your first thought is, wow, and that's – no, I do not have the words to describe the numbers for the style of play. Uh, he, he shot four three-pointers last – that was when they were up 20 um, or, or more. I, you know, I just I, – I, I like the way he's playing. I thought last year his focus was shooting threes, and if he didn't shoot threes, he passed the ball out of double – he passed the ball out of single teams, and it was it was one of those dudes. You got to shoot that. This year, there is no dude. You got to shoot that. It's straight. If you're not bringing a double team, I'm scoring. If you're bringing a double team, you better get here quick. I'm scoring. <laughs> he has that confidence that me. And if you do, I can make the right passes, make the right play. Um, between him and Osik, they had ten offensive rebounds. A point of emphasis or concern that's that's been with the Pelicans pretty much uh, to the uh, all year to this point. Um, so great effort. When you're talking offensive rebounds, energy that's effort on both of them, Osik and uh, Anthony. You've got to go, and then you got to sprint back. And I saw them doing that multiple efforts, um, standing that that he has kept up this kind of pace. Uh, and there's no reason of him slowing down. Great stuff. I hope it continues, that's for sure. Uh, David, uh, we enjoyed the mobile visit today. That's uh, that's a lot of ground covered and in a positive way, one of our most cheery Wesley Wednesdays in some time, I would think. Uh, very cheery, uh, very excited uh, about the direction the team is going right now. You know, I, I think they really have a chance if they can just continue to, you know, approach each and every uh, – with that energy to start the game and, and play the 48 minutes. Excellent game last night. That's David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans. You'll see him again on Friday on your television with Joel Myers and Jennifer Hale as the Pelicans get set to take on the Clippers at 7 o'clock on Friday night at the Smoothie King Center. We'll take a quick break and we'll wrap up a very busy Wednesday Black and Blue Report after this. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. 
the energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. This holiday season, give the gift of New Orleans Pelicans basketball to that special sports fan in your life. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Domino's, lets you pick four games to stick under the tree. Guarantee great seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. Visit pelicans.com to check another name off that holiday shopping list today. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days. Daniel and I want to thank our great guest today, Hobie Brunner, tight end, New Orleans Saints. From uh, basically the 80s, you know, up until what, the early 90s. Yeah, 93 was his last season. He'll be in town this weekend, as he mentioned. I'm excited for all those guys uh, coming in, and it'll be a fantastic celebration this weekend of uh, 50 years of great players for the New Orleans Saints. Hopefully that mojo will will bring some, some power to the current Saints because this is going to be a difficult weekend against the Detroit Lions. And um, we're going to talk about tomorrow's game in depth with Rondé Barber, who will be on the call for the NFL on Fox uh, this weekend. So tomorrow will be a good show. Rondé uh, has seen plenty of the Saints, most recently this past weekend as well. Um, and so we'll visit with him tomorrow. I think I'm going to go inside the Saints locker room after they're done with practice today, and I will pull something out of there for uh, our visit with you tomorrow as well. We'll go football heavy on a Thursday as the Pelicans are off today. They'll go back to practice tomorrow, and then on Friday we'll kind of resume our Pelicans talk as they get ready for that big weekend, Clippers and Thunder. Uh, so that'll be on Friday. So tomorrow, kind of football heavy. Looking forward to that and looking forward to really digging deep into the Saints versus the Lions, which will be, I think, I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game on Sunday. I really, really do. Uh, of course, today is a busy day here on campus on the football side. Wednesdays during a normal week are the uh, busiest because, of course, the Saints are back on the practice field full go. Uh, we'll have a locker room, New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap, brought to you by Acme Oyster House following practice today. And quarterback Drew Brees also speaks on Wednesday. NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app, that's where you want to be later on today to kind of get all the first news of the week with regard to uh, this matchup with the Detroit Lions. And, uh, of course, thanks to David Wesley. It's a Wednesday, so we got great stuff from him on a Wesley Wednesday regarding the Pelicans. They'll again stand at 7-12, and 12, back to 500 at home, looking to make it six in a row at home on Friday. And so uh, we were able to break down quite a few things with David today, and that was outstanding. Thanks for sharing part of your Wednesday with us. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you'll be back with us tomorrow for those uh, great football guests. And we'll see you next time here from Studio B on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.